feature presentation. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 106 of the Untitled Movie Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is Mater-approved Eric Marchin. Oh, I just <laughs> laughing at the uh, the background the sound. Dishes it, in the background? it usually comes from my end with the dogs. So you know what? We're getting used to. Welcome everybody. Thanks for joining us. Um, we will be talking about our trip to Los Angeles this episode. We will be talking about who knows because I didn't prep anything. Um, it's been a long day of recording. We recorded reviews for Ghostbusters, Home Sweet Home Alone, Red Notice. We did a Disney Plus day uh conversation you guys can check out all of that stuff right now on you know the plethora of different channels we have just go to letterbox untitled underscore cast you can probably find everything there or on youtube <laughs> just search for untitled movie podcast or our main website um, but yeah i'm still you know, obviously we just we moved a couple weeks ago i nevis is is doing some stuff in the kitchen she's um you know uh lover uh and she's been doing so much for this house so i'm very appreciative um, but I told her, I'm like, don't worry about making noise. It's totally fine. Just, uh, yeah. do, do your thing. Um, it adds character to the show. Well, we got, well, we got to get used to this smaller space. Cause like when, when I had the house, I had a whole area, right. Where I had that whole den area and you'd have a little bit of sound bleed through. Cause my sister would be on the main floor, but Nevis's office is in the upstairs. Or even when Nevis was cooking dinner or something, I could still be downstairs and, and make it work. Right. But, um, we're in a small condo again and you know, it's a Saturday and I'm trying to do it on a Saturday. That way I don't have to annoy Nevis while she's working. Cause she's working from home still. So, um, but that being said, she wants to do things around the house. So I'm like, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do again. One, we're just like you guys, you guys are all at home right now too. And like people got to do stuff around your house. I'm not going to stop what I'm doing or, or have her stop what she's doing. So you might hear some stuff clack, click clack, clacking around in the background, but I don't know. Shitty, how shitty, bang, bang. That's all you got to say. I'm but not sure Matt, how much will come through when I do the editing and stuff, but we'll we're see. keeping it real. We try, you know, I got my little setup now. I got a, a, a ring light again, so um, I should be better lit than before. Um, like but this podcast, this podcast is just, just so lit. lit, so lit, bro. Um, and then I was slowly, my TV's still here because we got to get rid of this. If you're watching the video version, this white cabinet thing, cream cabinet thing over there, uh, I want to get rid of so I can put my TV up there. But, Sounds kind of um, lurid. Get into my cream cabinet, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, you know, just uh, <laughs> I had some candy cane mini eggs earlier. Good shit, good shit. Uh, but Eric, yeah, we went to Los Angeles last weekend, and I for think a that's hot kinda, minute. <laughs> that's kind of what I wanted to talk about on this show. We'll still talk about what we've been watching and and, and different things like that. But um, on the news front, we did that Disney Plus Day conversation, so you guys can kind of head over there if you want to get all of our thoughts on the new Marvel stuff and the new uh, announcements from Disney. Um, but yeah, Eric and I had an opportunity um, last weekend uh, to go down to Los Angeles for literally what, like under twenty five or twenty four hours um, for a Netflix event for The Power of the Dog through the Critics Choice Association. Um, so to go screen the film as well as uh, go to a press conference to hear uh, Jane Campion, the director, and you know Benedict Cumberbatch and Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Clemens and Cody Smith McPhee and uh, Ari Wagner and and the whole team. Who you almost body checked um, in the I lobby? I almost body checked. I did. I almost <laughs> just took her head off by accident because like uh, we were getting ready to leave and I turned around and she was right there and luckily I didn't hit her. Um, but uh, yeah, so we went to LA for literally 24 hours and um, we were going to maybe stay for another event. Unfortunately, that didn't work out. But then after talking with you, we were like, you know what? We haven't done anything in quite some time. Um, yeah, this is both of our first trips anywhere on a plane in almost since I went to LA right before the pandemic. Two years. Year. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we decided, you know what, like we knew we'd have to be tested 
three times. So once before, uh, you got tested four times. Oh yeah, because um, I love it. You just love it, love it. I love when people um, tickle my nostrils. Um, <laughs> in that you cream went, cabinet, you went even overboard. Um, well, we it was, knew- it was, it was just, it was not like so. It, reading the the outline and then sort of booking the appointment and then talking to um one of the I get my em- money back still em- yeah employers at, at shopper so i had booked a pcr test already and i had booked that's that what on- you needed to get home yeah so i booked that on so the we needed Thursday- an antigen to get there yeah so i booked that and that was go- that test was on the friday morning uh, before going on the Saturday morning, uh, the, the next day. Um, but yeah, the antigen I booked for the uh, Thursday morning, which is the rapid test that you know in like less than an hour, um, both of which were negative. But it was weird because with the PCR test that I that I um, arranged in Canada, because we also had one in, in, in LA, um, the one in Canada, they said that they would send like a notification and it never came through. Um, and so I was grateful for having done the Netflix, the one. Netflix one, um, because they send that to you almost within, it's almost like an, it was like, yeah, it was like an hour later, which is yeah. great. And so, you know, you had that going back. And when I, when I got back and I looked on, uh, the website and went into my account for the PCR for Canada, it was there, but they never gave me the, did they tell, did it show when it came through? Like what you have still gotten yeah. time or what? yeah, yeah, no, it would have, but it just, again like they i was going under the assumption that i would get this text because i was even told by the the pharmacist who was conducting the test that 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 you would get a notification yeah so and then we did the self-tests as well oh yeah so knowing how many times we had to be tested we felt pretty comfortable we knew everyone on the plane would have to be double vaxxed uh, uh, because that's what the rules are for the airport and airlines now so um we felt comfortable about going and we knew we were going to this netflix event where everyone would be double vaxxed and tested so like so the the risk was minimized yeah we we felt okay about it right and Mm. you know like i was talking to a lot of people and they're like this is kind of the new normal for the next little while, right? So like you kind of have to get back to your quote unquote normal life or things you'd want to be doing. You just got to be safe about it. And you have to know that there is a, there is some risk there. Cause you know, unless you just stay at your house and have no interaction with anyone, um, there's going to be a risk. Um, but we felt comfortable enough doing this trip and, and I'm glad we did it, but it was quite the whirlwind, you know, 48 hours. So we knew we were going to be in and out, but we still felt like, you know what? It's being paid for. Well, we knew like, we were going to be in and out, um, and we also knew that we were going to go to In-N-Out Burger. in and out Hell yeah, dog. Um, so, I mean, we can just go through the whole trip. So, um, you know, we get tested beforehand, uh, both of us. It was my first COVID test. because same, uh, same with me. I hadn't gotten tested. Like, Nevis and Sarah, my sister, had uh, just through, you know, everyone was fine, but you know, general and your sister hate. actually just got a bee tattoo in honor of the wicker man starring Nicholas she Cage. She knows how much I hate fucking bees. Um, big so, wicker man fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, huge. Um, my first COVID test was totally fine. Like it does like, um, at least mine that I got at the airport. Um, cause I live near the airport was, it was like, you know, just that like out almost felt like the outside edge of each nostril. It just went it almost feels it was, like totally like fine. They're t- like like you're about to sneeze. Like you have that tickle in your nose. I didn't you- get that in my first one, but the self test I did. But like because you're you're overcompensating yeah. because you think like when you're when you're doing it yourself, you're thinking like oh I gotta like I gotta make sure like I really get in there and like the instructions are you know for each nostril turn it like fifteen times, and push it in until it stops. That's yeah, what they yeah. Say. You'll, you'll, like, you'll, yeah. It, like you'll know when like there's pressure sure like I, and then like i'm thinking to myself am i gonna do this too hard where like when i pull it out my brain comes out. that's how i felt dude so we did these tests uh we both met at the airport you had a little anxiety when we got there because of they sent you to a, a basically a holding pen and um yeah the lounge as they call it and what's the lounge, also, okay and, and what's also strange is like you know, for anybody that's that's going to be traveling in the next little while, especially if they're from Toronto and and, and going to Pearson Airport, um, you know what a difference Pearson and LAX was. Well, Anyways. even even Vancouver, right? Like it was so chill when we when we had that connecting flight there. It was so weirdly relaxed, and we'll get into that later. But um, there's no food anywhere. No, no, no. Uh, well, there is Fanta, <laughs> um, and but, a Lululemon. Yeah, but <sighs> but going back to like you know the the 
the traditional sort of thing of going to the airport is be there three hours before your flight. And it was an early flight. Yes and no. But yeah. Yeah. But, but usually right now they specifically say be there three hours before because of everything COVID and all which is a joke. It is a joke. And that's the thing that caused anxiety the most because, and I feel like it's counterproductive to what, is actually going on because you get there. Like I got there at around like four 30. I woke up at three. I shaved. classic Eric, Eric fashion, get there three hours. I'll be there three and a half hours early. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you guys. Um, so I get there. The gates are closed. There's, there's no way to get in. Yeah. I go to ask somebody, the person that I ask didn't know anything. Like the, all she said is just go sit in the lounge. She didn't tell me like, Oh, you have to sit in the lounge because and now we'll there's new flights or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's new sort of, uh, there's a new mandate and, uh, uh, uh pecking system in which you know we we bring people up to the gate so there was none of that and then when it got to that thankfully you were there because if it if i was by myself i would be shitting my pants and having a the panic attack and I, then also with like the tech i like stuff that i can come in and just be like it's cool we'll, we'll, we'll we're gonna do this it's fine yes but then just like literally getting in there and then like thinking like okay because I've done this so many times before now. And like, even though it's been two years, like I, I've, I've done it enough where it's like, you've done this LA trip, you know, exactly, times, yeah. exactly. So it's like, okay, I understand there'll be some extra sort of, uh, you know, hurdles to sort of cross. And I, I understand that. But once we, once we actually started going through, which was like an hour or so before boarding and once you get to the customs part of it, that's where it's like, okay, well maybe if they had, open things up earlier and allowed people just to go through naturally security when, at least se- yeah yeah like because it almost felt like there was more people clustered in different flights and like nobody was going to make it to their flight and you're not on... rewarding the people who do get there early no. you're just putting everyone together right so they made us wait a whole hour in this quote-unquote lounge which is really just a section of the airport where they tell you to wait until they call your flight and then two hours before our, our flight is when they called us you know, less than two hours, I think, uh, to go up and go through security. And I just felt like we had the worst luck when it came to, you know, whether it was the people we were in front of or getting pulled into separate lines. So like we got sent to the guy who has to put the little swab in to see if you, whatever at the the extra security part, then we went to a separate security line, which took longer. And then when we got to customs, uh, I got stuck behind two separate people that got pulled away by customs. Like, so the two people ahead of me are sorry, one person ahead of me, um, he had no carry on luggage or anything. And she's asking him a bunch of questions. And then she pulled him aside to go into that side room to be like questioned more by, by customs homie behind me goes, yo bro, my flight's at 8am. Can I go before you? Yeah, and he's like the guy directly behind me when you get you know when you got separated into yeah. like the the separate lines and then i'm like i'm like man my my flight's at 8 <laughs> 15 like, <laughs> i'm like it's not it's not like but, it, but also, it's also probably not his fault either like in terms of like no. not not him asking you for that but like he probably also got you know there at the time he was supposed to so, sure. it, so it makes you wonder it's like well, uh, he got there start- a little bit late because he would have been ahead of us because we got pulled aside and he was like right behind us. Right. So like uh, he did, he definitely got there late, which is fine. And I'm a nice guy. And like, I'm just like, I, I wanted to be like, bro, I want to get through security too, man. Like I wanted to get a coffee and eat something. Like I'm also sweating. Cause I'm going, fuck, we're going to have to go right to the gate after this. Like, we're not going to have time to do anything. No. And this guy's asking to go ahead of me. So then I'm like, you know what? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. And then, because this is while the woman was taking the other guy to security or whatever to question him more, she comes back. He goes ahead. Um, you're already through at this point. <laughs> like you're, oh hell yeah, you're gone. But but there was um, there was a um, a woman in front of me that was going through um, some procedures with with yeah. fingerprints, which I thought was oh interesting, yeah, I saw I a lot of people that do that. I, I've seen people do that, but um, I um, so homie goes ahead of me, and I let him go ahead of me. Um, and he's going to Florida, uh, Fort Lauderdale. And cause he talked to me a little bit while we were waiting for this. Well, we had a few back. people talk to us and I, we're just friendly guys. I don't know. Friendly looking guys. So this guy goes ahead and, and he, I am listening and he's getting questioned and he's like, 
uh, where are you going for Lauderdale? I'm going to stay with my grandparents. How long? He's like four months. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I work for my dad. I sell jewelry. And they're like, okay. And they're like, are you bringing any? And he's like, they're like, are you bringing any? He's like, yeah, I'm bringing a bunch. And he had like thousands of dollars worth of jewelry. Well, that's a red flag. So then they pull him aside and then she closes her little thing again. And I'm like, oh my God, why? And this, at this point, we've already been two hours waiting in this thing. Like it's like 45 minutes until our flight or something or half an hour until our flight. And, um, and I'm like, oh my God, I just want a coffee. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I got here three hours before. I like getting to the airport. Well, really. that's I'm the one, incentive, I'm right? One of once those you get, guys, once you get like, past the you, stressful you, stuff, you can have an iced coffee. You can unwind. Um, and, you know, the way home, LAX was that, which was great. Um, and then, so she gets pulled away. Then eventually someone else comes over. They're like, just go to that line over there. And I think they have like a secret line where they bring people if they know you've been like screwed and been waiting for a while. Cause I got <laughs> the to screwed this, line. I got this to the other guy and he was just letting people through. They're just like, almost like, okay, you seem pretty trustworthy. Uh, or unfortunately I'm not going to racially profile you. Like it looks like they were doing with other people and they just like, you know, my privilege, <laughs> you're white they're enough. Just, yeah. And unfortunately, yes. Like, um, and, and they're just like, go to this guy. And this guy was just like asking two questions and just letting people through. So eventually, like, I feel like he was like the line where they're like, just go to this guy and he'll just let you through kind of thing. Um, so I got through and then I met up with you. And we had to go straight onto our flight because our flight was already boarding. So, yeah, because like, I went to the Starbucks um, and it was like the line was down the hall. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. It was like, yeah, there's no I went to you way. And I asked you and you're like, yeah, bro, it's it's. So we both bought like a, a water at a, at a a very overpriced water, and then um, or you bought a diet Pepsi. And- yeah, and I bought a, <laughs> a no, I bought a diet Coke and a and a, and a gum. Yeah, because um, I, I like chewing gum on the plane because of the air and the pressure. We uh, we go and we had to board our flight right away. And then ironically, we had to wait around because some people didn't clear customs in time. So they did hold up the plane for those people who were stuck in customs. Uh, and then it was a pretty packed flight. Um, pretty much every seat was sold. We had a, a guy in between me and you um, and then had a direct flight to uh, L.A. very early in the morning. Um, flight there is pretty pretty chill the I, flights I both there and back were pretty smooth like, they like were there great. wasn't really any to, turbulence oh no and i i get anxious <laughs> in turbulence but i the more i fly the more i'm it's totally normal now i don't really um get that anxious anymore but uh, i watched ghostbusters uh on the way there i listened or i did not listen to that kind of funny podcast of it because i forgot to download ghostbusters one but Watch some other stuff, listen to some podcast stuff, and then kind of chilled on the plane. I think you did the same, tried to sleep a little bit. Yeah, there was one point where uh, where I think you were – or I was waking up or, or you woke me up to let me know. Oh, I that, tried. That... They, they paid for our food. Oh, that was the other thing. We were starving. We were both so hungry because yeah. we didn't eat breakfast or have coffee. Because we and thought we just... would get it on the other side. <laughs> and I was slamming back like Diet Coke or Coke Zeros and, and waters and stuff on the plane and then like – they came finally came with the food stuff and um and they were like oh sir we have your name on this list your food's already paid for i'm like oh sweet i had no idea um so that that was a nice surprise so i got a breakfast sandwich and a bag of cookies and cream uh trail mix thing hershey's cookies and cream trail mix stuff because i got to select one food item like uh from the top and one snack item so breakfast sandwich was terrible but it was food um it was just a crummy microwave you know breakfast sandwich um and the cookies and cream trail mix i just inhaled all of that stuff and you were out cold but i was like oh well eric might want the free food so like i'll wake him up because like they were trying to get your attention and i don't think they knew that we knew each other I was like, Eric, Eric. And you were just kind of sleeping. And then I think I like jabbed you and your eyes were so red, dude. You woke up. You're like, (laughs) (laughs) and like, and then I was like, do you want, do you want food? They paid for it. But I don't think you were like comprehending what I was saying. Cause I was like, they, they, well, also it was hard to hear you just because Um, I was, I was at the the air pressure and and yeah, everything. And being half unconscious. Yeah. And I was like, they paid for the food because I knew you were hungry, but I also knew that you're, 
you also were anxious about, you know, the masks and everything. I didn't know if you wanted to take off your mask to eat on the plane or, or, or whatever, but I was trying to tell you being like, no, Netflix paid for the food. And you were like, and I don't want it. And then the guy's like, but it's paid for <laughs> Like you were like, no, no. And then he's like, it's, you don't want, it's free. <laughs> and then like, um, see, I, I didn't even know like, he was saying that. I, like, I, 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 will, I only thought I he was take- just like, he was just like, Meh. in my head, I'm like, Eric, fucking get the food. I'll eat it, bro. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so then uh, other than that, that was the only eventful thing on that flight. Um, uh, right? Because the, the other thing was on the way home, right? Yeah, yeah, it was the flight from L.A. We'll get to that. Oh, God. Um, so we land in, in L.A. and um, we had carry on luggage, so we didn't have to wait for even though it didn't really matter because we had to walk so far to get to the ubers that um it really didn't matter if we had checked luggage or not um luckily had some free ubers because the ubers were all expensive everywhere Um, yeah we had four each we decided um we had a couple hours to kill before the power of the dog um event so we had a couple things we wanted to accomplish you wanted to get blu-rays without the french on them so we had oh yeah we had to go to target and best buy to check out some stuff for you and i needed to go to target because i wanted to get marvel villainous the first expansion the loki expansion uh for nevis and and myself Uh, we still haven't played it yet but we i did end up getting it but um we went to a target across the street oh we did finally get some starbucks which was great well Um, also when we got to um the hotel that we were staying at they gave us a um this uh basically the oh the COVID i ate that shit like a seagull too, and this like complex yeah oh god yeah. it was disgusting <laughs> they gave us like this little breakfast box thing oh. with a croissant and a muffin matt and, i am so happy that like, no one saw me eat that because it was literally just my like face going into, <laughs> yeah, yeah into this box um, it was just as disgusting. i'm doing a covid test and before we like showered and, and went on our day we decided to get like you know ready for the event that way we didn't have to change later which was uh-huh. a good which was a good call um we did the self COVID test. We got some Starbucks, went to a target across the street. You got a Blu-ray for Zola, which Ari um, Wagner also was a cinematographer on. Yeah, that was a good uh, tie in. Um, giant coffee, uh, went back. No, sorry. Then we went back and did our own COVID tests and which was an interesting experience. It, they gave us like a battery powered self antigen test essentially and even though we had the antigen test from before we needed to do one closer to the event because they wanted it within a certain time frame which was good peace of mind that everyone at these events had to do this test in their room and and take a photo of it or upload it and stuff like that so um that was an interesting experience because yeah we had to do this self-covid test and uh um just shoving that shit up your nose and and twisting the right amount of times and stirring it in this purple liquid and and, and then pushing it, it into <laughs> this thing that like which I, was the only part that i had problems with because i wasn't was like, sure if it was working properly did i break like, it right. yeah uh that was a fun experience uh hotel, but it went smoother than i thought it definitely would. like it was a lot it was a lot easier like i think everything leading up to the flight was the most stressful but then once the flight happened the flight was fine once we landed and got to the hotel all that was taken care of. Then there was a little bit of stress of doing the self-administered test, but even that once it was done was, was fine. And like, yeah. I think overall it was, it was handled it was more really so well, any of the, yeah. the lead up to everything. Yeah, uh, totally. And um, so once we did that, um, we were like, okay, we got some time. Let's uh, go over to Hollywood Boulevard, right? Where all the touristy stuff is. Cause there was another target there that we were going to go to. And we're like, let's get in and out burger as well. Um, but we were we, really pushing we're it like, at that we point. We got lots of time. Well, because we fine. had to take it's the like, other test as well, right? So we yeah, that's where PCR we took the test, PCR yeah. test because they were setting up like a, a makeshift lab where like in, in the sa- on the same floor, there was another was luncheon. <laughs> luncheon party thing going on. So that was so weird. Yeah. Uh, so we're like, we got lots of time, a couple hours. That's plenty of time. And I always forget about LA traffic for one. Um, and then we went to a target. I found the board game. You found, no, they didn't have movies no, at no, that no, target. No. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was weird. Um, sign of the f- time. physical media, man. It's hard to find it. Like even the best buy selection we eventually went to wasn't super great. It was, it was fine, but, um, yeah, it was all a 24 movies for me at this trip. 
Then we go to the busiest In-N-Out Burger probably in LA because it's about two blocks from the most touristy spot of Los Angeles. So, oh man, that In-N-Out um, Burger was just packed. It was, um, it was very busy to the point where we're like, we got to be back in an hour. And I'm like, it took us, it said 20 minutes, but it really took us like 35 to get here. And talk um, about inhaling food. Oh my yeah. God. We were like, should we get this in an out burger? Cause we wanted to sit down and enjoy it. But we're like, we got to take this back to the hotel and probably eat it. Like as we're getting our PCR test. Um, so we're like, let's get it to go. Uh, I got a double, double animal style with chopped chilies uh, combo. I wasn't going to do the combo. Cause I, again, you're not in-N-Out, a big fry guy at in an out burger. No, in and out fries trash like bottom tier fry um at fast food restaurants um but i'm like i want a coke and you know i'll get the fries because i'm fucking starving because we've barely eaten anything um so i'll get fries and then uh you ordered what did you get you got i got basically the same thing without tomato or without the chopped chilies but now yeah. like the next time i go back i'll go with the chopped chilies because i do like a little Adds extra a little spice it's good spice, a little spicy too because it's kind of like those like sort of like banana pepper but i don't know if they're banana peppers but um the chopped chilies are great and then so we get and that. every time you have that reluctance like oh do i really want to go through all this to get this thing it's like and then you eat the burger and you're like yeah it was all worth oh, we'll it. get there though but um we get there. I get my number. You get your number. I'm 80. You're 82. And we're like, okay, we'll get it to go because we got to get going. Um, we have an hour. And I'm like, we sit down and we fill up our drinks. And then they're like, number 59? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, Or I think it was even less than that. It might have been like 50-something. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Are there like 30 people ahead of us? And, um, you know, they have a shit ton of people working. But this was also the busiest in and out I've ever been to in my life. And it's also and- just funny seeing like somebody like – announce this on like a you know a, a microphone and like yeah. it just it's it, some people are waiting outside so yeah kind of have to like go th- through the thing so i'm at this point kind of sweating because i'm like it's my first critic choice thing i don't want to be the guy who's like holding up everyone because we were like you know that's just me and you being anxious about everything but like i'm like i don't want to hold up everyone because i needed to get fucking in and out burger or miss my pcr test or something like that but we really wanted this in and out burger um and i was sweating for a while there and we had to call an uber as we were like waiting and i was looking at times for the uber and we had to get our drive back and ironically we were near the netflix offices but had to go back to the hotel to get a shuttle to the netflix offices um so we got our food we ended up getting an uber black xl or whatever because it was the closest (laughs) thing nearby um And uh, we made it back with like 20 minutes to spare until our shuttle was supposed to leave. And um, we went and dropped the food off in the hotel room, got our PCR tests, which were super quick, super easy, uh, and then inhaled some warm to cold In-N-Out burger. Didn't matter. (laughs) Um, But it didn't matter. It was still delicious. And like um, I crushed it. You crushed it. Uh, And I'll even say – Talked a lot of shit about In-N-Out fries. They kind of hit the spot in in that moment. Like if you're in the right headspace where you're just really, really hungry and they're like kind of soggy because like they were just sweating in the bag with everything. I'm like, you know what? They were salty and they were just like, I'm into this right now. They're not good French fries, but like I'll, I'll take this. But they right work now. in a pinch. Yeah. Like they weren't like, I don't want to eat these. Um and I've never done the animal style fries yet because I'm I was like, I I will die if I eat that right now. It's like, so much sodium. Like e- even yeah. eating the burger, which is amazing, you're just you you know how unhealthy it is. Like it's just like but like we I get we hadn't eaten yeah. all day. So like, and it's also a treat. Like it's it's like something that you can only get in LA. And it's almost like every time you go to LA, it's like if you don't go to In N Out Burger, you're doing it wrong. You know, you need to go there once. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, um, I, uh, it was delicious. And then we made the shuttle and of course the shuttle was delayed by a bunch anyway. So we probably had more time than we even uh, thought. And there were two theaters as well. Yeah. So that's the other thing we get, uh, we're boarding the shuttles and, uh, I'm like, Eric, do you have your vaccination stuff there? They're, uh, and you're like, no, I don't have the paper. I'm like, which I did. 
I'm like, you don't have a digital version? And you're like, uh, uh, like, I'm like, well, they're going to, they, they need to see that before we get on. We had to show a photo of our COVID test and our vaccination stuff. And then you're like, I got to go get it from my hotel room. And I'm like, okay, I'll just meet you there. Like I'll get on this bus and like, you know, I don't want to hold people up either or, or feel like we can't be, we're attached to the hip or whatever. We're trying to be cool in front of everyone where I really should have just waited for you because of, uh, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I know. But like, I, I enjoyed doing this trip with you and yeah, because same. of, uh, because of this, uh, we got split up and put on two different shuttles and went to two different theaters. <laughs> so <laughs> you you ended up going, oh, I did have it. I'm like, oh my God. Um, and uh, I'm messaging you being like, oh, I'll hold your seat in the theater. And we get to the Netflix office. So you can describe your side and I'll describe my side because we went to completely different locations. Well, um, you ended up coming to the, the, the location that I was at because that's where the after party was. So you were in that building where the yes, after party that's was? Where, okay. That's where the theater is too. Yeah. So we, I, I'm on the shuttle. I had to drive right back, right past where we just were, <laughs> like in the Target and the In-N-Out Burger and stuff like that. Um and I get to, so I went to the Netflix studios building, like where their studio sets are and stuff like that. Like we yeah. walked uh, past uh, a set for, oh God, is there a show about a family on Netflix? Like the, <laughs> I think there's several. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, so we, we went to a studio and we went into their front building there and they had a big power of the dog kind of uh, led banner and they had all their emmys up on this green wall kind of thing and um and then uh we went into a uh, a screening room which was smaller than i thought it was going to be to be honest um but it reminded me of like if anyone's been to a private screening room at you know um every studio has them but sometimes a hotel we even will hope, have yeah. a screening room in the in the basement or whatever like that so it kind of felt like that but a little bit bigger um, properly masked, uh, things like that. So I think your screening room looked pretty similar, but I don't know what the entrance of that building, like, did you go in where the party was like where that was? Yeah, that, that was, it entered? was like literally yeah. right across from the Arby's, which has that magnificent <laughs> Arby's sign. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Um, cause I think we drove by that Arby's when we were coming home or whatever. So like, I knew where we were. Um, so yeah. And then we both separately watched power of the dog in two different theaters. Um, I was so tired. Uh, everyone can check out our Power of the Dog review from Tiff um, if you want to get our thoughts on that. But but it was <laughs> nice seeing it on a big screen. I think. Yeah, I agree. That uh, first watch I watched at home, which you did the same. Um, I think it definitely benefited from seeing it in a theater. Um, I think you definitely get more from it uh, a second time. I gave it the same star rating I gave the first time, but like I still enjoyed it more this time especially um, when you know where it's going and you watch it again and you kind of see certain elements being laid out for you because it is a film that i even mentioned in the review is that it's hard to kind of pin down what it is yeah and then when you start to see the mechanics of it start to kind of you know motion it it is fascinating because i think there is something to say about how integral Cody Smith McPhee's performance is and yeah. when that character is introduced and then comes back into the film and kind of the the tone of the movie and where that goes and I think a lot of that is again like you pick up on it more the second time and obviously also like you know the sound design is more sort of enhanced and um you know the cinematography looks beautiful on a bigger screen and uh, you know the the performances I think are all really interesting and, and layered in a way that like you really pick up on little sort of gestures and hints of what the characters are up to and um yeah, even though I, I I think I do like the movie a little bit more than Matt, um, it's just when you watch a movie like that on a big screen that also has these beautiful vistas, um, you just appreciate it more than watching it at home, even if you do have a really good, um, you know, home theater system. No, no, I totally agree. And then um, after that, uh, you know, I met a lot of the different Critics' Choice people. Um, Joey Madison that we had on the show once. I met him in person. Um, He's fun to talk ton, to. Yeah, I met a ton of different uh, people, which was really, really cool. So, um, 
then we went to the after party, which was in the building that Eric was in. So we reunited after a couple hours of being apart. Um, Felt like eternity. <laughs> um, went to this after party, which was, um, you know, your classic kind of, I've been to a hundred of them when I worked in marketing, open bar kind of, uh, f- you know, free food stuff. They had like a buffet um, where they had, uh, I, I knew they were going to do some sort of fried chicken and they did have some sort of fried They had a really good uh, honey, uh, honey sweet sauce. Honey sauce. It was like, really good. It reminded me of when I was a kid, when I would get McNuggets and dip them in honey, like just the pure honey at McDonald's. Well, uh, but funnily enough, it was from McDonald's, the catering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. Um, so I had a couple cocktails. I hadn't, I was saying this to Nevis, like I thought I haven't had a, a drink of alcohol in like a long time. And, um, I was saying that the other day being like, Oh, I still haven't had an alcohol in a really long time. And then I forgot that I drank at this event, but I didn't really get hammered or anything. I had no, some no. bourbon and sodas. We chatted with, you know, some of the Canadian contingent of, uh, the CCA. Uh, we talked with some new people, um, that we met and just kind of, um, just, you know, it was, it was a, a fun event we stayed longer than we thought we thought we would probably bail out early but we ended up staying until the shuttles um took us home uh we, we met uh, nathaniel rogers nice guy yeah, the film experience um, yep a great dude um talked with him a lot at the screening and the after party um i met uh lindsey scully who's the head of pr at netflix for the first time it was lovely to meet her as well the head of pr for canada sorry i should say yes yeah um and just met uh, a lot of the uh, critics choice and and um and netflix people so uh really cool event um really grateful that they invited us to go down um it is just kind of a, a good reminder of hey we have this this movie that we would it's like a very to consider silly but, and surreal experience that kind of basically yeah. sums up what la is in general and it's like it's just, it, it was, I think I had more fun even with sort of the parameters of what the pandemic has sort of caused now in terms of how you get through the thing, doing it with you, because every time I've done it before, which I'm still very grateful for, it's just kind of weirdly lonely and awkward. And like, there are other Canadian members that have gone before, but like, yeah, I don't you know, know them, them as well. Like You like, know them, but me and you we're you know, obviously great friends and we do this show together and, and everything. So it obviously, I, to me it, for, as my first experience was a blast doing it with you. So where we can go sit in um, a corner and, and, and let, hang let out the with people the, come to us exactly. and not have to just not feel so awkward. Cause we have one another to, to talk to. So, um, I totally agree with you on that, on, on that front. Um, so yeah, we went to that and then I, we were, I was so tired when we got back we that we also had a per diem at the hotel and stuff, but they weren't doing room service or anything. So like, I was gonna go to the bar at the hotel when I got back, but it was like ten thirty or eleven p.m. and I was like, and you're still which, adjusting to the and time which would difference. have been one a.m. here, right? But yeah. um, or two a.m. and uh, we're running off very little sleep, and I'm just like, I gotta crash. So I had some uh, peanuts from the uh, the bar. I couldn't mm-hmm. find the mini bar. If I did, the mini I bar was underneath the TV. Shit <laughs> well, there were some that people shit. that were. I know so like, said that. Yeah. So like the next day, there were people that were like, "I was like, good for you, man." Like I, I, I wish I, mean, I could. You got that, that per diem. Use it. Um, I'm all about that. And then um, next morning, we wake up and we have a brunch and a press conference to go to at the Four Seasons um, at the Four Beverly Seasons. Hills. Yeah. The LA marathon is that day. <laughs> so, um, they're like, we're going to leave a little bit early, like eight 30 for, um, the brunch, even though the press conference isn't until noon. Um, so we got up early, uh, packed all our shit, took that shit to four seasons. Um, had a delicious breakfast brunch where again, we kind of just, m- m- we're like, we'll just go over here. <laughs> what table's yeah. the most empty? <laughs> exactly. Uh, no offense. I love like everyone's great, but I'm not a big schmoozer. I will gladly talk to. Yeah, if know, someone be- comes to you and wants to yeah. talk or sits with you, like that's fine. I and I, I hope I, no yeah. one thinks I'm rude for for not you know doing that. But I'm not one to work the room. Yeah, 
I will have a, I love talking with people like at the airport, random people talk to us, whatever. Like I'll gladly have a conversation. Um, and like, we talked a lot with Nathaniel and Joey and, 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 and stuff like that. That was kind of the crew that formed around us. Um, and, and, uh, we stuck with them a lot, but, um, and then Terry Hart and Chris, uh, Brombe. Is that no? Chris, yeah. Yeah. From, uh, from Joe Blow. Yeah. Right. Um, Chris and and a couple other people, and he's too, from Montreal. So. Like yeah. he, like so, there are some Canadian film critics. Um, like a lot of them are sort of in Toronto or clustered in Toronto. But then you yep. have a couple in Montreal, and then or you Vancouver also have a couple in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we also, oh, uh, Mariska, is that? Yes, Mar- yep, yeah, Mariska, yeah. Mariska, I met for the first time. Lovely. Um, had a nice chat with her at the brunch. So yeah, we got to see, um, you know, some people from Canada, some people you knew from Twitter, uh, different things like that. So, and what was also um, really nice is that there was no hostility or like, like not that we, we've had any bad interactions with anybody on Twitter in that way, but like, like sometimes when you're, you're following other members, you see certain people like having these kind of like tiff fights and things like that. And it's just like, sure. Whoa, like, Whoa, like, no, thank you. No, <laughs> you know, we, I don't want to be a part of that. We don't, we're usually not a part of that. And we even talked about that in our ghostbuster, uh, review a little bit. And we got, you know, some reaction for Dune and other things, but it's, again, I'm, it's all subjective and like, I'm not, yeah, apparently you're a very disappointing person when it comes to your Eternals. (laughs) I've been hearing it my whole life, Eric. Um, so we had this brunch, little breakfast burrito, little bacon. The bacon was delicious. Yeah, it was Um, really good. There was two types too. I only had the, um, the crispy bacon, but it was really good. That turkey bacon. I went normal bacon and, uh, they had French toast, which was, was, I didn't have the French toast, but yeah, you did. And then we went and did, uh, the press conference. Once again, we, we, I just sat at the back or we sat at the back and, um, and we like to, we've talked about this before where like when it comes to film festival Q and A's and things like that, we tend to avoid them because we just, we, we're not, not that every audience member is going to ask a dumb question or a question that's cringe worthy, but there usually is at least one of those kind of questions. And there's not up. a lot of value that comes out of a Q and A no. in my opinion. Um, but I've always said, if you have the right moderator and you have the right group of journalists or something like that, um, they can be interesting to listen to. And I will say that this falls in the category of being a pretty decent press conference that was actually interesting to listen to the filmmakers and the actors talk about this great movie we just saw and and saw at TIFF as well. So... Um, Especially when you have like great directors too, right? Like that's always been, I think, our thing is we lean more into the director uh, and and not idolizing, but like um, I'm not a big actor guy, right? Like I don't stardom and celebrity and and, like I have actors I'm a fan of, but um, you're more of a fan of nearly decking cinematographers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, But cinematographers and directors are you know, people I'm more interested in hearing from than, than an actor, not saying that I'm not interested in hearing from an actor, but that's always intrigued me. Like the only Q and A's I've really ever stayed for is like, I stayed for the Nolan Q and A at TIFF, or if it's a certain filmmaker that I've always wanted to see and hear in person, I'd be a little bit more willing to just then hear X person. Or if they don't open it to the audience. That's as long as like, they don't open it woo! to the audience. It's <laughs> Thank great. You. So it was cool seeing everyone there and um, hearing Jane Campion talk and, and, and even Benedict talk about his method acting on the film and being a stinky boy. Yeah. And Kristen Dunst and, and Jesse Plemons, who I, um, uh, I've really come to love as an actor. And he just seems like a nice guy. Like it doesn't like as much as like, nobody seemed like an asshole or anything, but like, Plemons just seems so like laid back and just was kind of like, yeah, I'm just, you know, like, just kind of enjoying it for what it is and 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 talking and yeah and like there was nobody that really asked uh, a dumb question or a question that felt like it was opportunistic to ask about like dr strange or spider-man or something like that like it was all yeah. on point and um there was one person that hijacked at the end right there the which end, yeah. which i don't even think it was like i couldn't really hear what the question was but because it was a person right at the front, but I'm sure even that question wasn't bad because Jane Campion went into some interesting details, but um, you could tell like they were like, this is the last question. The last question was asked and someone needed to get in there to uh, 
ask their question, which was fine. That made a little awkward, but especially um, at the end. But I've never seen I've never seen that before out of all of these things that have been kind of like set up. Like usually it's it's really well organized. So I wonder if that was somebody that was new to the critics choice who kind of was like maybe their first time and they're right at the front. And so it's kind of like a giddy experience. And it's like, oh, well, this is something I want to ask. So I'm just going to take my shot at it. But um, yeah, that was like the only kind of like awkward thing. And, and again, like it wasn't even necessarily the question that was awkward or the response. Like it was still a, a thoughtful response and everything but it was just sort of like okay like maybe it is a little disrespectful to everybody else who was kind of you know waiting their turn if their opportunity was called based on the numbers that we you know selected or didn't and mm -hmm. so like you have to kind of be respectful of that yeah i totally agree um but it was good um i thought it was a a good press conference and then yeah i almost body checked um ari wagner on the way out by accident um luckily did not um and then that was pretty much like our trip we didn't really have much more time we went to a mall in culver city uh after because you wanted to stop at one more best buy um picked up the green knight and uh, on the rocks completing a my a24 trilogy yeah. of blu-rays but we also yeah. saw patrick fleischer who's probably best oh, known yeah. for uh mall hall and drive in the scene where you know he after spending some time in the diner walks outside and sees the woman in that one jump scare yeah uh, it's, it's popped um, up in a lot of david lynch movies yeah he um yeah randomly saw him walking through the mall with his daughters i think and then yeah. um, he's also in under the silver lake with andrew garfield yeah underrated a24 yeah. um so those eyebrows are hard to you can't you can't mask those eyebrows and then we thought we were pushing it there too because we were like we got to get to the airport three hours early we had so much um, time but yeah. LA, but again it's to your point LAX it's is a so different much, process God, right they, they have it they have it down pat and i know it's the busiest airport uh you know in north america and it's like uh, would you think an airport in, in like New York would be busier, right? Like LaGuardia yeah, or pretty, JFK. Yeah, it's pretty busy, but I think LAX because it's also like I think a big connecting point if you're going, you know, to Japan or Hawaii, Australia, or like, yeah, Australia. Um, so I think it's like because of that, um, it's so busy because it's a, a, a lot of connecting flights and things like that. So um i think they just have it down pat because it's so gigantic and i guess where air canada flies out of um everything is so uh separated that you don't really get bogged down with the security at least the times i've been there um you know the security is always kind of busy but they have it like tsa there is just it, it you know they have it down pat and as long as you're you know what to do and you can separate your luggage and take your shoes off and do all that stuff. You're, you're pretty much fine. And as long as no one slows it down that way, but, and then I forgot like in Toronto, we go through customs on the way home. You don't go until you get back to Canada. So we didn't really have to do that at LAX. Um, and so we, we actually had time to get coffee and we got through like in 20 minutes. So we, and we got there a little bit over three hours. So like when we got through security, we're like, all right, we got three hours. <laughs> I should have eaten so, there. Um, I should have too. Um, we both fucked up. We were talking. Uh, Nevis, I was talking to her about it. She's like, "Why didn't you eat at LAX?" There was like, "Do you tell her I got Fanta?" <laughs> no, I didn't know. Um, but I'm like, there were good restaurants in LAX that we could have eaten at. Uh, there's some Wolfgang Puck restaurants. It could have tied into our Wolfgang. They have Shake Shack, right? Um, yeah, but I don't know how far we had to walk for Shake Shack. But I think it was um, like right down the hall. Oh, like was it, it? Yeah. There was a burger place, but it wasn't Shake Shack. Maybe, maybe it wasn't Shake Shack, was but like there was a, a burger, burger place. place. And yeah. there was a taco place, and there's some Wolfgang Puck pizza places and other things. Um, like in the movie Wolfgang. But we just decided, uh, you know what? I got a beer. Um, I did get a mango cart, a nice mango beer, which they let you get to go. And I could, I just drank it at the gate like a sad man. <laughs> um <laughs> And then I got a bag of combos because I'm like, oh, I want a snack thing for the plane. Like, and you so bought I'm, me a uh, iced coffee, which I appreciated. We did get Starbucks again. Yeah, um, and I also had to. So this is the other thing that stresses me out, and this is nothing to do with the flight or anything like that. So when you're going to, you know, somewhere, and someone asks you if you can, oh, look out for something or do something. So my dad asked me uh, to yeah. buy him a. <laughs> a shirt, whether it be a, uh, a Chargers shirt or a California Republic, uh, Republic shirt. And 
I was like, yeah, sure. If I see something. And I also got asked about like baby clothing. Cause I'm now an uncle. Oh, uh, congrats. We have yeah, hooray. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ivor is now, uh, one of the world and will be disappointed with it when he becomes more, uh, conscientious. Um, so anyway, so I'm looking out for that stuff and, you know, it really came up empty. And then when we were, you know, in, in L like back at the airport at LAX, you know, I saw the shirts and I was sending texts to my dad and, and photos and, you know, he's, I'm like this too sometimes, but when it comes to clothing, it's the worst, but he was so indecisive where it's like, okay, no, I, I actually want this, but uh, does the charger shirt come in a light blue? And I'm like, no, they don't have any light blue. It's literally what I sent you. And it's like, look, dad, I'm just going to get you a California Republic shirt. That's it. Like this, you know, I'll, I'll buy you something for Christmas. Like just please make this stop. Um, and so other than that, like it was, it was, you know, um, it was pretty relaxing when we got to LAX. Like once, like we kind of got situated and, and we're waiting around and, you know, you it was had, pretty chill. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of waiting in airports and, and, and in airports this whole trip. But yeah, I had a beer, I had a beer, a coffee and a water in classic Matt fashion. Um, and yeah, we just chilled by the gate for a while, but we definitely should have gotten food. We definitely had more time for it because then we eventually board our flight. Uh, and our seats got changed too for those flights. Right, we weren't sitting together. Um, well, we I mean, were for for um, the van for the LA to Vancouver. Flight. Right, 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 right. And you're right. And we didn't have anyone in between us, which is lovely. Yeah, right? we had an empty middle seat, which was great. But on that flight, uh, a woman um, a little pukey puke before we took off. <laughs> so uh, we're sitting at the gate, and we're about to. I think we were on the tarmac, like driving to you know the um uh to take off and uh it's going forever and i'm like oh yeah there is like a long drive on on the lax it's like fast and furious six yeah and then we hear a thing going ladies and gentlemen uh we have a woman on board who is feeling ill and for the safety of uh other passengers we need to turn back to the gate and let her off and you can just hear people like oh like groan because it's already we're already 40 minutes past our takeoff time or whatever and um you're like okay what's going on and then we get back to the gate and um they had to bring a cleaning crew on they took her off and i i mean i i was we weren't near her but it looked like uh, she puked all over the plane and they had to clean it up and then let her off. So I will say though, that the, 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 the procedures in place for that were pretty good. Like in terms of like bringing in cleaning crew and, and getting it done. And then once they, At least they once didn't they make got, all of us get off or anything like that yeah. would have been a nightmare. And once they, once they kind of got in there and cleaned, they were pretty quick and they were pretty efficient in terms of everything. And then like, once that was done, we were, Good we were an know. hour behind, but we were, you know, you, we took off to Vancouver and then, uh, you know, we, we were supposed to have three hours in Vancouver, but we ended up having two, had to go through customs, um, which the, all their machines were down. So I had to do that manually, but it was pretty chill. When you come back to Canada, they don't care. They're which was like, also strange because I was thinking it was going to be harder to get back because like when I was going through customs and, you know, they were asking me things about like, you know, what was your, your reason for traveling? Like, I also thought they wanted to have like the, the PCR test ready to go. They didn't even ask me for that which I thought was weird. No, we never got asked for any of our vaccination or testing. And I think they were going on a system where you might be pulled from line. Like it's almost like an honor system thing. And then like they were randomly testing people or uh, pulling them out of line. So coming back pretty chill. We get to the Vancouver airport where we landed was really nice, but it was totally empty. And I was like, this is eerie. Uh, it was all dark and you know it looked really nice and there looked like there were restaurants and shops there but we walked through this empty part of the airport and we get to the domestic terminal to fly back to toronto and just you know, filled with people but a ghost town when it came to food and drink options um and at this point we hadn't eaten since the breakfast right yeah i had a whole bag of combos which tied me <laughs> over uh, <laughs> 
like six it says six servings on the bag and i'm like i crushed that entire thing and like the thousand but it was pounds. a smaller bag too which like it wasn't like a family size bag or something uh, like it that. was like the it wasn't the single serving bag that you can get at like a convenience store it was like that medium size bag but like it still said six servings and i'm like the 900 calories from those combos just let me cruise through the day um uh, so, cause we were just, you went and got a Fanta and then, um, oh God, I hated it. Nevis loves Fanta. How dare you? Um, maybe, maybe it was just the, the, the North American version of Fanta. It was probably it's also just... sitting in that, uh, you know, thing for a while. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but there was only two vending machines at this fucking, uh, domestic terminal. So we just, uh, also, uh, couldn't eat there. And then on the plane, um, I think it's only over flights that are over five hours where they pay for your food. Um, anything under five hours, they don't pay for your food. And I didn't feel like buying food on the airplane again. Cause one is garbage and overpriced. Yeah. Um, and then on our way home, which was an overnight red eye flight. Um, I was like, Oh, I'll sleep. Didn't fucking sleep. Same. Um, I And so when I got on the plane for that, that was the most interesting thing because that's where they also changed our seats. So we weren't sitting with each oh, other right, when yeah. we were going from Vancouver back to uh, Toronto. Um, so when I get to, cause I requested window seats for, I just like, I just like kind of being tucked off in the corner and trying to sleep or just kind of zone out and doing my own thing. Um, so when I got to my seat, which was kind of near the back, um, there was this little boy sitting in my seat and I was like, okay, like did I get the wrong seat or, and I'm looking at it. No, no, I'm, I'm in the right spot. And then what I, it was either his grandmother or his mother who was on the aisle seat across from where I was sitting or where this kid was sitting, who was looking out the window was talking to me, but she didn't speak a word of English and I didn't know what she was saying. So I was kind of like trying to interpret. It's like, does she want me to sit next to him for the flight? If there's nobody there or just, did she want me to just let him kind of like look out the window until like the, like people show up or I'm like, even though it's in the back, am I holding up people? So I'm, I'm literally like, I do not know what to do in this situation. So I literally just sat next to him and sat there. And then about like maybe five, 10 minutes afterwards, two women come up and I'm sitting in, in one of these, these women's seat and, and, and she's like, what, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm supposed to sit here, but this boy just does, I, I don't know. And, and, and then this, this woman who's across the aisle starts speaking again. And the woman, this one woman looks at her and gives her, I, I, I don't know if it was a dirty look or it was like a kind of like, come on, what are you doing? And then as soon as she did that, the grandmother or the mother tells the boy to come back. And so then I moved to that seat and then through the rest of the flight, I had two Texans with the most stereotypical Southern drawl behind me being so obnoxious. Free entertainment, man. Oh, it was bad. Like it started out like kind of comical because like they were talking about how like what they wanted to order food wise and they were like let's go with the greek salad and the pizza <laughs> you were talking mad shit about people ordering pizza on because <laughs> it's because i think pizza on a, on like like first people ordering... were children which i understand that yeah Maybe but it's the, the first step to being a sociopath <laughs> i think i think it's like one of those warning signs i just i just think like i i've seen pizza once before being ordered on one of these oh, flights. it can't be good it's oh, got to be the worst pizza it doesn't even look had. like pizza it looks almost like yeah. a sandwich that's been kind of like smushed together yeah. or smushed smaller but then they started talking about what you'd expect oh yeah. southerners to kind of talk about like you know being in the back with other people ethnicity wise and it's kind of like oh great it's uncomfortable um so yeah i didn't get any sleep either and then there was also a screaming baby closer to you so yeah there was a screaming baby a row or two behind me i had the awkward thing of trying to be again a gentleman and help this uh older woman with her luggage but she wanted to put it up with mine and my luggage was there first and then i put hers up and hers wasn't fitting in the thing with mine and i was like you know when you're stuck in that thing where you're you're you kind of just want to say like i don't know what to tell you like i was here first <laughs> like uh your shit's not fitting in here uh but i'm trying to also help you because you can't lift it up and put it in there and i just had that awkward thing of being like i 
don't know what to do right now. And then eventually her grandson or something came over and like helped. But that was the only awkward thing I had. So yeah, we went 28 hours, I think, without sleeping, which I hadn't done in a while. Like I haven't done like an all nighter kind of just running off adrenaline for the longest time. And then we're we made too the smart... old now for that stuff. Like we really being are. Because I thirties, it's it like took me 30s, all right? last week to catch up, dude. Like yeah. all last week, and that's so sad. But like, but that's also true. partly because of the pandemic, right? Because you just haven't been doing anything that's that ex- exertive in mm-hmm. such a long time, right? Like that one weekend and so much of it was so compact that it's like the body isn't used to it. Right. Like doing as much exertion as, as we did. And we also made the smart decision to go to another press screening right when we got back to Toronto. So smart. (laughs) Yeah. We went, but we got sunset Sunset grill, Grill, which was good sausage and eggs. And, uh, it was delicious. And then we went and, um, it was just a bad idea. Like I was so tired during that movie. Like I but almost, we made it through. I think like, I got to see it again, I think, but we can't um, talk about it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I chewed gum throughout the whole thing and I think that kind of helped me, um, get through it. It was a struggle, but yeah. that was our LA trip, everybody. So I hope this brings you, um, oh, and I took an Uber back to Durham, which I had never done before from Toronto. Wasn't it lovely though? Oh, it was. That was the one time I actually fell asleep was was the Uber ride home. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was quite the whirlwind weekend. Um, but I hope our adventure brings you some idea of what traveling could be like uh, moving forward for the next little while. Um, I don't. So I guess to wrap things up, Eric, um, we don't need to go over. And I think this episode can literally just be about our L.A. trip. Yeah. And um Uh, Would you, you've been doing the one day trip, you know, for the last, this is my first one. Um, You've been doing it. So obviously you have been doing it and, and, you know, you, you continue to do it where I'm, I really, really enjoyed myself. However, I don't know if I would do the one day trip again. Like it is, it is a lot, especially during COVID and everything right now, like, for one day and i think other critics made a smart choice of you know uh they're very flexible when you book this kind of stuff because you can tell them book my flight for friday and book my next flight for the friday home so essentially you're getting they don't care when you come home they'll pay for you to come home right yeah they're not gonna put you up though for like if you stay that like that long it's for the one night really. And you've um, got to find a place to stay for the rest of the time. Yeah. They don't care what you do or, or we'll pay for your way home because we paid for your way out there. Um, so next time I think I would, no matter what, probably extend the trip, even if it's just by a couple days, just because I feel like it's a long way to travel. You need time for, to decompress. Yes. And I think that's even if it's just an extra two days or something, right? Like I feel like that makes it a bit more worth it. And now that we're doing this together, that might be a thing because we can just split an Airbnb or something, right? Yeah. So it's not I would be like, down. So it's not like it's a, you know, it's more cost effective because we can stay in the same room and, and, or the same hotel room or the same Airbnb. And then smell it makes each other's a, farts. Just how I want it. Um, that might make it a little bit, uh, not saying that this wasn't worth it. It was just like, it, it broke me a little bit. Like right. the, the, it, the flying there and then flying right home the next day, it was a fun thing that I don't ever want to do again because right. like, the 28 hours in a row staying awake, just the, the amount of airport time and flight time that we were at transferring. And I try to, I would try to get a direct there and back. Like I, I would never transfer again. And, um, but that being said, I'm, I'm not, I'm so glad I did it and I had an absolute blast doing it. So. Yeah. I I'm on, I'm on your page and, and like as well, like I, I love doing it and I like taking advantage of it because it just, it's something that comes that we're lucky that it, it, it comes with, you know, being a part of this, this association. And it, again, you know, it's surreal, it's silly, but it's also kind of nice. Like at the end of the year is like this weird thing where it, it, it almost feels like the work you do maybe not matters, but at least it's some kind of weird, like incentive it's of like, an like acknowledgement or just like, Oh, Hey, like we, yeah, I, I, I get that. Yeah. And, and, and like, again, 
you know, the Netflix stuff is always good. I've, I've never done anything outside of the Netflix stuff. So I'd be curious, like if that were to happen with any other streaming service per se or something like that, because I feel like the streamers are the ones that can bankroll that kind of thing and not maybe it, yeah. the major studios where like, even though they're still major corporations, they, they don't have that much money um, when it comes to, you know, putting up people for even a night. Like it's, it's still ridiculous when you think about like, Oh, you could just send like a screener or, you know, like one of these packages like we got for the Mitchells versus yeah. the machines. Right. Or it's, you could, we talked about this as well. Like if you really want to have that kind of like full experience, why not, you know, do it for like a week and have like a mini festival and have like, you know, um, you know, five or six, like if you're Netflix, like have five or six of your uh, awards films screen every night and have you know a block of you know critics choice like a little mini voting festival kind of thing right? yeah like here are all of our movies yeah because ultimately no. it doesn't change like how you like we're we're i think somewhat moral enough that we're not corrupted by it where like if you like the movie you like the movie and you're gonna vote for it but if you don't it's just like a nice kind of like oh thanks for including me i'm not necessarily gonna vote for your movie but i appreciate the gesture yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for listening. I know we didn't, it wasn't our typical episode, um, you know, what we've been watching and, and news. We did cover a bunch of news in our Disney Plus Day conversation. So you guys can go check that out over on the Conversations channel. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to movies, I I haven't been watching that much other than stuff that we've had to review. Um, so we'll cover that next week and, and, and things like that. But I thought this LA trip was a fun kind of conversation. So you guys can get a little inside of, uh, inside of how that trip went for us. Um, but yeah, go check out that conversation about Disney plus day. We also have reviews up for ghostbusters afterlife, uh, home sweet home alone, red notice that you guys can check out. And then we will have another conversation going up next week uh for ghostbusters afterlife where eric and i have a spoiler filled conversation uh about that movie so that should be fun as and we'll, we'll probably have. also have a hawkeye review coming up soon yeah as well for the first soon. two episodes yeah absolutely and more movies coming up too that's uh, uh it's tis the season so we still have a lot that we haven't seen um so uh you know we'll be busy right up until the uh end of end of the year for sure so uh your one-stop shop for everything is going to be over on letterbox. Just go to untitled underscore cast, but you can search for us untitled movie podcast on YouTube and, and podcast services. Uh, you can also search for untitled movie reviews and untitled movie conversations um, on both of those as well. Um, thank you all for listening. As always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com. And you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. In the immortal words of Randy Newman, I love LA.